the four-wheel chase experience. I love it. The following is a production by Cutting to the Chase podcast. Space is a cool name. Is that your real name or a nickname? Yeah, so that's 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 a nickname. My real name is Jason, Jason okay. Thompson. Uh, but yeah, I go by Space, man. It was it was, it was a long time. It went from the spaceman to yeah. uh, spaceman, and then just dropped the man and just space, man. I've been I've been space for a while now. <laughs> How did you become space? So it, it's a man long story. <laughs> we were we were playing around with names like we were playing yeah. around maybe yeah maybe I was 14 15 and we were okay. joking around with some names and I just threw out spaceman and it just it just uh locked in from there all my yep. family end up liking the name so everybody calls me space <laughs> from coaching baseball to playing baseball and softball and it just stuck with me so yeah that was that was there pretty you much go. It. Oh, that's awesome. And you said you do podcasting also, right? So, I mean, oh, that's yeah. you need that, like, I don't know, that could be like part of your brand or whatever. It, it just, it's easy to remember. It's cool. It's different. It's unique. Uh, yeah. What kind of podcasting do you do? I need to, honestly, I need to check out what you've been doing also. But uh, how long have you been podcasting? Uh, maybe four years now, three, three okay. four years. Yeah. I was, um, I do sports podcasts. I had a show called The Go To Guys. We were actually under Jay Hood's platform, under the oh, Hood. Okay. Okay. And then my co-host, it was sudden, man. He had a he was yeah. diagnosed with cancer uh, in December and passed in February of last year. And oh, damn. Yeah, man. Since then, I just slowed down with sports. Uh, I just I'm on a lot of other people with different podcasts come and be a guest and things like that. But uh, I do also just uh, regular talk radio. I got a show with. Oh, okay. Uh, a lady, Miss J, and that's called For the People. And we talk about everything. Nice. Everything. So is it something that just kind of, I mean, I didn't even know you are in radio, so that's awesome. So like, was it something that's kind of, I don't know, hobby that you got into? Or uh, did you go to like either school for it? Or I mean, how did it all just kind of come together? Yep. I went to Illinois Media School. I went to Illinois Media School that Jay Hood always talks. Yeah, if you're yep. interested in having a career in media, go to Illinois Media School. <laughs> yep. So I went up there, uh, did my eight months, met Jay Hood. And, okay. you know, I just it, everything kind of took off from there. That's when I really started. Well, I could tell you that you had that. Um, I mean, I know like I know all the callers from when I'm listening to ESPN 1000 shows like Cap and Jay Hood and. I'm mm-hmm. sure you listen to all the, all of them throughout the day for the most part, too. But oh, yeah. y- y- there's always those loyal callers. And I mean, I call in the Black and Abdallah all the time, or at least I have, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever shows. But I could tell there was like, there's always the, the, the frequent callers that people, you know, you get to know through, you know, listening to them. Uh, oh, yeah. And then I felt like you and I felt like you and Jay Hood had some kind of like chemistry or uh, so now it makes sense. Now I see where it goes back to. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man. He picked us. We were actually the first show picked up by his podcast. Um, We we actually were kind of standouts, man. We were doing real good. Had some big things planned and big things coming up. And then, like I said, it just, you know, 
him passing. So trying that's to get awesome. back into it, yeah. man. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. But, uh, for me, it was really random. I, I, I just always, it's always been pretty much the same formula of me just wanting to chat with people like in, well, at the time, like sports media, but then it kind of branched out from there. Like, you know, talking to like with you, for instance, or like other mm-hmm. podcasters, journalists, whatever. So, uh, you know, I've, I've told this a million times, but just telling you, it's like, I, for me, it was just cool to chat with whoever, like, you know, uh, half the ESPN 1000 people for one thing, like Cap and uh, Sylvie and Black Abdallah, so on and so forth. So, I mean, it's been cool just chatting with all them and then people, uh, Adam Amin and Dan Shulman and whatever. I, I so that's, that's just. <laughs> you, that, you that's got just, an extensive list, bro. <laughs> oh, dude, I, uh, I, the, I think the toughest thing has been trying to figure out how to like. Well, I used to really care. I mean, I still do care, but I still try to. I try to like promote it, market it, whatever. And now I'm mm-hmm. just like, whatever. I'm just gonna do my thing. I'm not gonna worry mm-hmm. about tweeting. I mean, I am still gonna promote it, but you know, I have a website. I've been working on that too. So it's just, you know, at this point, I'm looking at it as a fun hobby, which has always been a fun hobby, but just building up like a portfolio for fun. That's all it really is. But that's really cool oh, to hear man. about what you've been doing though with podcasting and radio and things like that. Yeah, but I, I watched your video that you sent me, man. And it was, I mean, your guest list was extensive, man. It was it was awesome. I gotta be honest, man. Just wonder how you came across all these different stars and, and, and got them to come on your podcast. I mean, you're big time, bro. <laughs> well, first of all, I appreciate the words. Second, I forgot that I have to look back now. I, I think it was probably the pinned tweet video that I have up now because it may have been that one. Um, that was sort of my reel, my my unofficial reel that I call it just because it's, I thought it'd be cool to just put it together like a quick thing. But um, yeah, I did one a f- few years ago, but the, the quality wasn't as great. So I've been really trying to perfect, uh, you know, I use Final Cut Pro for like basic stuff, nothing crazy at all, but I've learned okay. like GarageBand and Final Cut Pro for putting together stuff, and then yeah, uh, yeah, I really pre- <laughs> I appreciate the words on the on the, the. All I do, I swear, all I do is I'll just at them on Twitter, or if I can, I'll DM them. But mm-hmm. uh, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've been surprised. I've been surprised with how many people have said yes, and really, I've never gotten. I mean, I've gotten a few no's, but they've always been really respectful. Um, mm-hmm. I mean. Really, it's just like Ad Adnan Verk from ESPN, or I think he's, he's on a different couple of different networks. But uh, he he gave me a respectful no. I was like, okay, no worries. Um, Bob Costas, I don't know if you heard that one on the radio. They actually talked about that one on uh, on uh, on Cap and Jay Hood last fall. <laughs> so basically, I reached out. I reached out to Bob Costas because someone else I know talked to him, and I thought, oh, he'd be cool. And this was right after the Major League Baseball playoffs this past fall. So um, okay. anyway, so he caught he kind of caught a lot of criticism from fans just for being Bob Costas, really. Uh, <laughs> so I think he was I think he was still feeling the sting from that, basically. Uh, so anyway, someone had given me his whatever publicist agent, whoever, someone that works in his office, like the contact info. So this was back going back to like last August now. And I said, Hey, love to have him on, blah, blah, blah. So she responded right away and was like, he's getting ready for the playoffs. Check back after the world series. I said, that makes sense. Sounds good. So I did check back in November and, uh, I think I'm trying to remember. It wasn't that long, honestly, maybe it was the same day. I don't remember now, but I got, he sent me a very 
long no, but it wasn't just no. It wasn't just no. It wasn't just sorry, no, thanks, busy. It was in the most Bob Costas way you could ever like you hear Bob Costas, yeah. you you hear him reading it. Honestly, yeah. I was just so shocked reading it. Not because he said no, just just the length that he went to say no. But yeah. <laughs> he also had a great point. I posted it on like my Instagram or and I can send it to you later. But uh he had a very Honestly, I, I I came away thinking like, man, that's kind of the coolest thing ever because I have a story out of that alone. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, fast forwarding. So uh, there's a there's a uh, on Cap and J Hood. There's a, I don't know if it's Worst Weekend or one of the segments they play, and one of one of the uh, intros to that to the segment was Bob Costas. Uh, back when Pedro Strope was pitching for the Cubs, and he had this thing about. He's, I don't know, Strope had a uh, very bad performance on the mound and Costas was saying something like he's probably looking to the heavens for forgiveness from, anyway, just in a weird Bob Costas way. Anyway, anyway, yeah. <laughs> not to go, not to go off on a whole thing, but I'm trying to like, you know, paint the picture. So uh-huh. I randomly tweeted at Shay Norling and I don't know, Cap, and I think it was actually, I think it was Black and Jay Hood were doing that, that show that day. And I said, oh, yeah, haha. I remember when I got rejected by Bob Costas. And right away, I'm about to go outside, take a walk. And then I hear them start to get into this. And then I realize they're talking about like my experience with Bob Costas. And I had to stop <laughs> and listen. So they were talking about that. They were like sort of debating, like, like, why did he j- like, why couldn't he have just said no and not have to send this whole letter? And I'm like, honestly, the letter was kind of funny. Like, that's that's a story now. So Anyway, not to go off on this whole tangent, but the Bob Costas thing kind of takes the cake. But yeah, really, I've just always been lucky in terms of just reaching out to people. And a lot of the times are, they do it. Or if I don't hear anything, no big deal either. So that's all. Oh, man, that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll, have to, I'll have to send you that podcast link from uh, whatever episode that was back in, I think, November, December. But yeah, that was funny. I didn't expect him to talk about it. I I had sent Shay because we had just talked and I had sent him. I was like, check out this email I just got from Bob Costas. And then they used it as part of their segment. So that was pretty funny. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So obviously you're you're like we talked about, you're in podcasting, which is really cool. So and I always respect other podcasters because, I mean, I know how much how much the grind can be in terms of putting it together and and all of that. But uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize though that you uh, you were part of the the J Hood uh, platform, right? So that was that's pretty cool to hear. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. If you go to his platform, he still has it posted. Uh, you'll see go to guys. Check it out. It's got some good episodes on there, man. Real good content. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I know you're a Bears fan, right? Are you also like Bulls, baseball, Cubs, White Sox? I mean, do you follow all the Chicago teams, basically? basically you know the only one i don't like is the cubs and that's crazy <laughs> but i uh, see i'm a diehard white Sox fan okay but okay the, the cubs see i was raised to not like the cubs you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and the older yeah. i got i became more of fans of the players for the cubs just okay. not the the organization and which the which oh, sucks yeah. right now because the organization is doing such good things. They're, the Cubs are trending in the right direction, man. They supposedly got a good farm system. They got some young talent. They, they spent more money than anybody this offseason. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Um, just don't like them, man. <laughs> just don't uh, like them. Well, no. 
Yeah, well, it's funny. I mean, a couple of years ago, I mean, honestly, I would say I'm indifferent. I don't hate the White Sox. I'm not a fan of the White Sox. I don't hate them. I like mm-hmm. to pick fun at them only because of like, <laughs> I don't know, just because it's funny at times. But Fresh. but no, I mean, but but I mean, over the last uh, oh, year or so, really, I mean, maybe not so much after they hired Tony La Russa, but even going into last season, I thought this is going to be a really good team. They're a fun team. And then the White Sox just never got it going. And then they became kind of this muddy, muddled mess that the Cubs were kind of feeling like they were being the last couple of years. So I don't know. I mean, the vibes do seem to have sort of changed or evened out maybe a little bit, but we'll see. I mean, the White Sox might as they might just turn it on like they were supposed to last year and win the whole thing. Who knows? Man, I, I sure hope so. I hope they do something because yeah. so far it's it's tough being a fan, man. It's tough being a Chicago fan right now, period, of all yeah. sports. You know, you got oh, the yeah. Blackhawks with everything that's going on, which I, I like the Blackhawks, but Patrick Kane should be traded. Got the Bulls just trending downward, but I can't wait to see what Pat Bev does to this team if he brings some some heart to him. Uh, but man, the, the Sox is just—I don't know what to say about them. They had—they gave you so much hope last year going into the season, and then it just went just straight downhill. Man, just couldn't yeah. get it together. Yeah. I know. And then Tim Anderson had his comments the other day, and they were talking about that earlier on Cafe. Oh, man. I, I mean, <laughs> talk, I called yeah. it today. <laughs> oh, yeah. I may have, I may have heard it. I usually hear, I usually hear the full shows, but uh, I had to turn it off a little bit early today. So I don't know if I heard it or not. I might have heard it, but either way, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts? I mean, I think I could probably guess, but what, what was your uh, comment on that? You can't say that as TA. You know, yeah. you can't. Of course. Yeah. Jay Hood says it all the time. I fan how I want to fan. Let the fans be the fans, you know? It's your job. If you're going to take it to heart or take, you know, be real sensitive. First off, you came at Chuck Garfine. Chuck is a no-no. You know, (laughs) you don't do that to Chuck. And then you're upset that he's kind of manipulating the minds of the fans. We got our own minds, man. We're Chicago's too big of a city, too big of a sports city for you to get upset that Chuck is making comments and he's not praising the team. You guys stunk. You know what I'm saying? What do you you want him to say? You know? So those type of comments, T.A., you got to kind of keep to yourself. You can't tell the fans how to fan. It's not cool at all. You know? You got to grow up. Not only – yeah, exactly. Not only that – Chuck Garfine, I mean, I can't say I listen to him all the time, but when I do hear him, and I think he said this, he said, I tried to be positive. I mean, I, exactly. I would hear him come on. <laughs> I heard him come on at times last year and was maybe, I don't know, it was him. It was probably him or Connor McKnight, whoever. Uh, they were, you know, they were not, they were not just uh, saying nice things just because, you know, they want the Sox to win, but they were trying to be positive while acknowledging that, yeah, this team isn't quite uh, living up to expectations right now. But yeah, I mean, Chuck, it's not like Chuck Garfine is the most, at least as far as I can tell, he doesn't seem like the most negative person either. So, I mean, to even go after him, like, wait until you get, you know, you hear real criticism if you're really going to be mad about, and also he's media, like, he's not supposed to be, (laughs) 
just saying, you know, oh, this team, you know, kind of sucks right now, but you know, don't don't boo them. Like, let us like let's let's rise them up. Like, no, I mean, this is I mean Chicago. It's not like we're even talking <laughs> about like Kansas. Like Cap always likes to say Kansas City. Like, <laughs> come on, it's Chicago. Like, it's not even exactly. New York, but it's still Chicago. You know, it's too big of a sports market, man. Everybody has an opinion, and their opinion yeah. is. It, to an extent, right. You know, everybody yeah, yeah. has the right to say how they feel. So if you can't accept the fans voicing their opinion, wanting more, you got people that's paying for a product, whether I'm paying to come yeah. to the game, whether I'm paying to watch you on cable, I still want to see a good product here in Chicago. So it's your job to play the best you can. If you're not, if you can't deal with the criticism, Chicago ain't for you. This ain't pop. Oh, one. yeah. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. ain't high school, yeah. you know? You gotta, right. it's too big of a city. Too big of a city. I mean, I always go back, I think back to when it was like 2004, I want to say. Derek Jeter, of all people, was being booed by his own Yankee Stadium crowd because mm. he was in like an 0 for 32 slump to start the season. Now, this is a guy that's won the World Series four times and everybody yeah. loves Jeter and they were they were booing him, and I think Mariano Rivera probably got booed when he blew a save a couple of times in a row. So, and even Jeter said the fans have every right to boo me. They should be booing. They should be pissed off. And he's done everything he's done. He could have easily been like, "Who cares? I've won World Series and stuff." Tim Anderson hasn't really accomplished. I mean, he's a really good player. Don't get me wrong. He hasn't accomplished Absolutely. anything. The White Sox haven't accomplished anything yet, and he's acting like they should be crowned. And they have been like that Denny Green rant back in the day when the Bears uh, <laughs> came back on the Cardinals. Like, what do you want to do? Crown their ass? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they are I mean, who we thought they are. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the White Sox now, the White Sox might be who we thought they were, meaning not the contender we thought they were going to be, and they still might. I don't know, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to baseball season. Uh, I am looking to see if the Cubs take that next step, not even talking playoffs, but win like 83, 84 games, be in the conversation. And for the White Sox, I mean, I don't know. They, they're bringing, they're pretty much bringing back the same roster, except for adding like Andrew Benatendi, which is a really good signing, I think. So, I mean, Great it's, yeah, it seems dangerous to kind of bring back the same group that underachieved, but... If that same group achieves like they're supposed to, then maybe it works out. Yeah, you lose Jose Abreu, which is, yep, it hurts yep. me, man. I, I love Jose Abreu. So you lose a big piece of your heart, if, if you want me to say. He was, I think he was the engine yep. that kept him oh, going, yeah. you know? Yep. And But you do get a left-handed bat, a strong left-handed bat. That's what we missed all last year. You know, uh, Sheets didn't pull it together till he got sent down and come back up. But then he had a he had a great uh, closeout of his season. Um, but you know, so you expect pretty much the same thing. But I got a question for you: since you are a Cubs fan, do you think they're going to actually get Otani? Well, <laughs> I mean, that would be nice. I was joking about that with my dad. I was like, "Man, Otani's a free agent. They're going to get him next year. They're going to get Machado." Now, of course, I was just saying stuff. I didn't actually. <laughs> I'm not sitting here really thinking that and getting all crazy about it, but. I don't see why. I mean, I don't see why they're not at least in the conversation. Of course, it's going to come down to who will offer him the most money. I would say. I mean, unless you know, unless it's throwing it out there, the Yankees offer, let's say, four hundred fifty million, and the Mets offer, you know, four sixty, and he goes to one for like ten million less. I could see that, but 
the Cubs should at least obviously be in the conversation. Now, he might come down and say, like, yeah, it's Chicago, big city, big market. I could help put this team on them or bring them back. But he might also not want to be on a team that's maybe still in that, not even rebuild, but just that retooling stage or trying to get back to contention status. So if they if they take it, they need to take a big step on the field this year, no matter what. And then that should help lure free agents. But uh I mean, it can't hurt to have Seiya Suzuki trying to recruit him and fellow Japanese, uh, you know, <laughs> ball players. So that can't hurt. But yeah, that's the and they thing. do have. That, yeah, well, that was that was the reason why I asked because Suzuki said, "Yeah, I I reached out to him. You know, <laughs> yep, I, yep. I made the call." So if the Cubs get Shohei, that's that's huge right there, man. That's that's generational, you know. He's 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 a unicorn because obviously stating the obvious, but the fact that you're you're signing now we'll see what he does. Uh, I mean he's already been an MVP type player obviously, and last year I think was his big 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 breakout year, and he was already starting to show signs. But like but like we'll see how he does for an encore this year. I expect huge numbers, but you're getting an ace pitcher and uh, MVP bat, which is crazy. I, I mean take one or the other, and let alone both. So I don't know how that would age, obviously, over time. I mean, at the very least, he might give up one over time or be a DH or something. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that would be insane. And, of course, the Cubs do have the, you know, Tosuke Fukudome signing back in the day. So they've had some Japanese players, but Otani, I mean, <laughs> he just kind of blows it out of the water of any free agent. Facts. And you got to figure, at, at the very least, what, four or five years, you got him at that that yeah. level, you know, yeah. the MVP caliber level, hitting yeah. batting three hundred, giving you thirty home runs, and and still being an ace pitcher, you got to figure you got that for at least four or five. So I mean, I hope the Cubs go for it. I hope they go all the way on him. I, I, and I hope he doesn't break the bank to where you got to get rid of people. But that's the other thing is is uh, I mean, I get that the Cubs are a business like any team. Not to be all meatball Twitter, but. I, cause I, I didn't used to always say, just sign this guy no matter what. Just sign him. Just, it's money. They're, they're billionaires. But after not seeing the Cubs spin for the longest time over the last couple of years, and they did, they did finally obviously do that this year, but I, I'm kind of thinking, man, they're billionaires. Like, just figure it out. Like, the Dodgers, <laughs> the Dodgers didn't do much this year, but they usually do anything at all costs. The Padres have been Thanks. going crazy, the Mets. And I get that, again, I get that there's budgets. I get that it's not most baseball financial savvy to just throw money at everybody but if the Mets don't win the World Series it won't be because of the owner they won't be looking at the owner and saying well you know you didn't spend like like that seems to always be the rhetoric these days as well look the owner he didn't spend so exactly I mean you got a whole network you got the marquee network still yeah and you can't say you don't have money you know Reinsdorf he told him you know you got you got the unlimited cap you know spend it go go get it Go get your players. So, I mean, there's no reason why they shouldn't be in the running. I'm tired of Chicago not getting the big name free agents, man. Even if the Sox don't get them, I would love to see Shohei over there on a on the north side. You know, that that would be he he's gonna feel put butts in seats, which he never had a problem with doing, by the by the way. The Cubs never, they always sell out. But for the first year, attendance wavered slightly just because people are ready for a better product. You know, they were supposed to it looked like they were going to tank at first, but then uh, these young gunners started playing some actual ball. So 
and then your farm system. Yeah, they had one of the best second half records last year, and yes. that's that says something. I mean, obviously you got to carry it over, but yeah, they could have easily won you know sixty games or something, but they they played well. They showed some potential, and you're hoping now to see that take the next step this year. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was, it was funny when Cap. I thought he was being sarcastic, and maybe he was. Although I think he actually is really believing that maybe there's a chance for Otani. Because you know, I've, I I know Cap. Like I heard him. He's like, "Stop!" He's like, "Hold the phone." They're signing Otani. Say Suzuki, put the word out. It's happening. I thought he was being sarcastic, and maybe he still kind of was. But no, nah, I think he's kind of all in on that mindset. <laughs> obviously, I mean, yeah, obviously being a great signing, but yeah, I think the Cubs at least have to do whatever it takes. Take him out to dinner recruit him, throw everything at him. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't come, at least you put your best effort. It's just like the Theo days when Epstein was, you know, doing whatever it took to get John Lester PowerPoint presentation and every single piece do that for Otani or guys like Otani. And I don't think Mm -hmm. if you don't get them, you're not gonna get everybody, but if you don't get him or whoever that's big like that in the future, if you don't get them, at least, at least try like, don't just offer something just to lowball, just to say, oh, look what we did, but actually try. And then if you don't get them, you don't get them. But if you do, then, hey, it could be a big difference maker. And I'm confident that the Cubs would do that. Not on yeah. the south side, though. The, the Sox no. have never. I mean, the biggest signing still is. What I think is it's Benetton now. Yeah, well, Benetton now it is. Uh, but it was the catcher. What, what is his name? I just, oh. I just got a brain fart. Oh, yeah. Grandal. Yes, Monty Grandal. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. And, and he can't even catch. He's like a glorified DH who can't hit, you know? He had a he had one of his worst seasons last year. And, I mean, it paying him too much money to send him down. I mean, even Mankata, you're paying all this money for a third baseman. I get it. He hasn't been the same since COVID. So you're hoping that you're two years removed. You know, maybe you can get back to hitting your your glove is awesome. Your arm is great, but you can't hit worth nothing, man. I I don't I don't understand, man. At least I believe the Cubs will go all in on trying to get somebody. The Sox, I, I I'm losing faith, man. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't it faith. doesn't it definitely doesn't help when you have Jerry Reinsdorf. Basically, they don't want to. They don't want to spend the money that it would take to maybe make that huge piece. I mean, maybe they don't have to, but yeah, what is it? Seventy-five million is their all-time richest contract. I mean, that's Pittsburgh that's Pirates. Terrible. That's not even. That's <laughs> like barely Pirates. Yeah, because Pirates wouldn't spend anything. But yeah, it's you're in Chicago, and if you want to steal the back pages from, like, look at the Mets. I'm not saying be the Mets and spend a billion dollars, but they're trying to show that they want to win it all. They want to steal the the town from the Yankees if possible. The White Sox, you know, I'm not saying they have to spend a ton of money, but you got to do something. But we'll see. I mean, maybe they are going to turn it on this year. I don't know. And you know, at least if you're not going to spend that type of money, you need to have a farm system. Maybe maybe like Toronto. Toronto has one of the greatest. They they recruit players nice. They develop players really good. They don't spend any money but they always got a good team, and you know that that's their biggest problem. They can't get any free agents over there. But they always got a young team that's that's ready to play. At least get a better farm system, man. I do feel like the Blue Jays have become more of an attractive destination again, just because they do have a pretty pretty good team. And I know they got it was Matt Chapman. They got him from 
Yeah, the the third baseman. They got the third baseman, Matt Chapman, from the A's in a big trade. That was because the A's were just they're the they're the A's. They just yeah. <laughs> Throw a bomb at it, destruct it, and just give it away. But, uh, but they did get him, and yeah, and, you know the Blue Jays. They they basically just take Hall of Famers. They they get their sons <laughs> like Biggio, Guerrero, Bichette. Yep. I mean, they, they have major league, uh, definitely major league in the genes over there. Okay, so with the Bears, I know that you are all in on JF Justin Fields, right? You're you're not oh. you're not buying this this crap about you know we we got to trade. I get, uh, you know, trade them and, and draft a quarterback. Like, why would you want to reset the clock again, right? Because you already have a guy with NFL experience. Who's to say you draft someone and it doesn't work out again? Then what are you going to do? Oh, let's draft again next year. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, who are you going to draft? You're going to draft uh, Bryce Young. You're going to go, you're going to let go of 6'3, 235 pounds of just awesomeness in Justin Fields, but then you get Bryce Young, who's 5'10", 5'11", a buck 70, just soaking wet. And behind that offensive line, how is he going to withstand a season? Can he take the punishment? I get it. He played for Alabama, which is my team, by the way. Crimson Tide all the way, man. But it's a big difference taking these hits from these boys right here. These are grown men. You know, so it, if Justin Fields had to take a few games to recover from injuries and things, what do you think is going to happen to Bryce Young? I get it. They say his arm talent could be next to Pat Mahomes. I'm not buying it at all. You have Fields, if you just give him a line, if you give him anything like the upgrade they did for Philly, Philly, you give him anything like they did for Jalen Hurts, how they got him A.J. Brown. They got one of the best offense and defensive lines over there. And then also they they drafted well. I mean, you got some stud receivers and Devontae Smith. So if you could give him any type of weapons, I think we'll see a different Justin Fields. That's the only reason why he had to run so much. You can't you can't pass. You know, the line is not blocking. You gotta run. You gotta. So I mean, I'm all in on Justin Fields. I think this is just literally dangling him over here to try to get the best offers from all the other teams. But no, man, if you trade Justin Fields, I'm going to be pissed. Really. And I mean, it it definitely makes sense to make it seem like you might trade him. Like, yeah, obviously, if 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 the way Cap and Abdallah and whoever else has said this the same type of thing, like tell him secretly or behind, you know, privately. Yeah, you're our guy. We're not going to trade you. You're our, you're our guy. Just go train. But we're going to. We're gonna put stuff out there. You're gonna hear it. Just ignore it. Yeah, if that if that's what's really happening. That makes all the sense in the world because, Thanks. yeah, make make teams wonder. Like that would be that would only maximize the value, of course, of the first pick. It adds to the intrigue because everybody thinks this could happen, or at least that's what it's, the illusion is. And so, if they definitely trade that that first overall pick, like we all think, then it's like, yeah, they probably only help themselves in the in the midst of all of this. But if they, if Ryan Poles ends up trading him now, it's like, okay, what was this at the end of the season? Then you basically said he's your guy, even if it wasn't like unanimous hundred percent, like, yeah, like we, we like what we saw. I'm paraphrasing. We liked what he saw or blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, what are you doing? If you just start all over again, like, is that what you want to do is start all over again? And then maybe it doesn't work out. And then you look, trade him and he becomes a star. That would happen. You trade him. He's going to be a star no matter what. <laughs> Facts, facts. No matter where he goes, he's going to be a stud. And then, 
I'm so, okay, so you trade him and you go draft Bryce Young. Now you got okay, you reset the clock, so you got five years with him. But when do you expect him to be good? You know, you took it took Justin Fields two years to to develop to what we saw last year. So you got to figure the same same type of time frame for Bryce Young. You know, you got to figure that, and then you still got so many holes. You got to get a better line. Got to get a left tackle. Maybe Braxton Jones is your right tackle. What are you going to do at the running back position? I like Khalil Herbert, but we keep, I keep hearing that we're supposed to be like number one for Saquon Barkley if they don't tag him. They haven't tagged him yet, but I, I keep hearing that about. I'm not about paying running backs. I I mean, I, Saquon's a different talent. I feel if we can build the team, then he's a nice addition. Yeah, I mean, obviously you don't want to you don't want to sign like a six year deal or something, but yeah, if you get him. And obviously, he could help any team, but he could definitely help, of course, like an up-and-coming Bears team. And he's probably ideal for a team that's already built to win now because of the short exactly. shelf life. But but yeah, if you can get him on the, uh, not even cheap, but on a shorter-term type deal or something or whatever, yeah, I mean, he's a game-changer. He's a, he's a difference-maker too. But uh, I feel you about the running backs thing. Obviously, it's the... Carmen and Yurko uh, strategy as well. Don't pay running backs, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is, he is kind of a different, he's a, he's a dude. He's definitely a different type of beast. Yeah. He, he's a different breed, man. And, and I kind of feel if you're going to, I'm not going to break the bank on the running back. I, I'll even re-sign David Montgomery. I'll give him a lower deal. Cause I like David Montgomery. He's a beast back there, man. He's, he breaks a lot of tackles. The first guy is not going to get him down. Uh, so, you know, he, I think Khalil Herbert's a better pass catching back, but I like what David Montgomery brings to the team. I, if you're going to sign anybody, don't break the bank on Saquon. I would re-sign David Montgomery, even though you got Josh Jacobs out there, too, who just was the Russian title leader right there last year. So, I mean, it's, it's I can't wait to see what Ryan Pose does. I just don't want him to draft Bryce Young. That's my key. You know, I... If it was me, I would trade down. I like the Colts idea, you know, get get a stud. Uh, they got a defensive end. I would ask for him, get the number one pick, get your knife pick for this year, get your first round pick for next year. I like the Colts as a trade. I even like the Texans as a good trade partner there. You know, trade down one spot, maybe flip that second spot again, but don't do what I hope you don't do. <laughs> you know, right now I'm hearing a lot of things about this. This uh, don't do that. You know. <laughs> yeah, it just it would just be crazy. Obviously, if that happened, it would just. I know a lot about the Bears just from listening to you know ESPN 1000 all the time. But so that angle of me would love it if he was traded only to hear the 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 fire like the the riots that would happen the the uh, the reaction. <laughs> But but honestly, no, it makes no sense to trade him. Keep him, build around him. You finally have a guy, maybe for the first time ever, that's going to be a star quarterback in Chicago, at least in Sid Luckman. <laughs> and <laughs> why would you mess that up? Why why I mean, how many times uh obviously it's not very many times, I don't think, that they've drafted somebody that people are excited about, but one of the few times and you're gonna mess that up. I don't think so. I think they keep him. I think it's all bluffing just to keep people. And they're doing a great job. If that ends up being the case, they did a great job of making it feel like they might trade him just because of all the uncertainty in the air right now. And, and he answers all the questions. You're taking a big 
risk with Bryce Young. You're taking a big risk size-wise and plus the rookie, you know, it's a big risk to go and I get it, reset the clock, but Justin Field answers all the questions. I, I'm, I'm tired of the critics talking about his arm. He can't throw. That's all he did at Ohio State. He just threw the ball. He was not a running quarterback. So, you know, he answers those questions. If you give him some weapons, I would love to be in the running for Marvin Harrison Jr. next year, still have Justin Fields, actually give him a bona fide receiver or a T. Higgins this year. Find a way to trade him. They can't keep him over there in Cincinnati. They got too much. You got to pay Jamar Chase. You got to pay Joe Burrow. So, you know, you can't afford to pay T. You got to play Boyd. And I'm sure you're not going to get rid of all three, you know, Boyd and T. Higgins. You got to pay one of them. So I, I would go out and get him a stud receiver and then get him some talent, get him some protection up there, and let's see what the kid can do. You know, yeah, he's galvanized yeah, exactly. the city. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Bulls. I'm sure you're you're, you're a Bulls fan, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so, man. <laughs> and you, you said it earlier. Just in general, Chicago sports teams are hard right now. It's it's not easy being a Chicago sports fan. And Bulls are right there. Another you know mediocre season. Uh, I mean, they're, do you have do you have any faith in the in the front office, or are you kind of done with this team? I called in to Captain J Hood maybe last Monday, this Monday. I probably heard, I probably heard. Oh, I may have heard it. Yeah, man, I am this close to starting a GoFundMe page to fire AK and Eversley. I mean, I just want to put billboards everywhere to get them out of here. I, I liked them at first. I can't stand them, man. They they don't say anything. That's my biggest problem. You know, you have no idea what they're thinking. How does the trade deadline come and go? And the Bulls make no moves, not one, no move to get better. And it's not, not like we're in these games, like we even have a shot right now. We're, we're terrible. You know, we're, we're in basketball hell, literally, you know, we're not the worst, but we're not even close to, I mean, we're underneath the middle. You know what I'm saying? You're the Paxton, you're the, you're the John Paxson Bulls again. It's just the same <laughs> exactly. thing it was 10 years ago. <laughs> Exactly. The guard pack, the car guard packs bulls. That's what we are right now. And and if it was somebody called and said, hey, if this was guard packs, we will be demanding that they that they you get rid of get a whole new regime. And that's what we are as fans right now. I have no faith that the front office is going to do anything to improve this team and even sign to Pat Bev. I like Pat Bev. OK, he went to. Garfield Elementary School. That's where I went. He graduated a year after me. So he went to Marshall High School. I got a lot of buddies that went to school with him. But he's another guard. We got all these guards on the team. And I mean, he's an okay shooter. He's very hard-nosed, good defender. But you need something else. He's not the missing piece that you need. And that's the only move we've made. It's like we're just spinning our wheels here, man. We at least suck so we can get in a in a real lottery pick, you know, get us a top five pick or improve the team now. You know, that that's where I feel. I, I don't think this regime could do anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. They just it just feels like they don't know what they're doing or or like you said, yeah. Uh Cap t- talks about all the time that you know, you hear from you. You would hear from Thea. You'd hear from Jed. You'd hear from 
polls has definitely been more accessible than Ryan Pace ever was. But you know, you 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 don't hear from certain people, or you do, or you know, Rick Hahn. That's who I'm trying to think of. But also come on yeah. and talk. And but yeah, you never hear. I've never. I'm not sure I've ever heard Eversley or AK. I don't know what they sound like. I don't know what their voice sound like because I never <laughs> hear them talk. Exactly. <laughs> or at least I can't remember. I don't know. It's weird. It's I don't know. It's like are they just are they in a room? Are they are they just like let's just not like they. We don't talk. They don't know what's going on. Like we, people see what's happening. We're not blind to the mediocrity in front of us every day. Yeah, it, it just seems like they're collecting a check, you know. And and it's worse to hear the reports that their heart's not in it. You know what I'm saying? That's Cap reported that a couple of days ago. They're they're not even from the people that's close to them. They don't believe that they're this is what they want to do. The Bulls is just like, oh, okay to them. And that's not cool to the fan base, man. We're too invested in this, man. You can't do it. Not to Chicago, you know what I'm saying? If this was a smaller market, maybe. Yeah, well, so, like, if that's the case, what, what are they doing? Like, what are they – they have jobs to do. Like, why? why? Why are you in this business then? If you, if yeah. you I mean, it's, it's, not a, it's not a hobby or a passion project. This is sports. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fans care, you know? Yeah, yeah this, <laughs> is, gonna... this is some – this is – all fans have at times, you know, and and then a network like Chicago, Michael Jordan, the city Michael Jordan built. And then you got the youngest MVP ever in Derrick Rose. And this is the type of product that we put out there. I like DeMar DeRozan. I, I really like DeMar DeRozan. I even like Zach Levine. I was a fan to pay him. I thought we should have paid him. But now I'm a little, man, bro, I'm a little iffy. You know, I like what Pat Bev told him. Pat Bev said, you're not here to pass the ball. You're here to score. That's all I want you to do is score. And and I like that approach with Zach Levine. You got to do that to him. You got to put some fire under him so that he's not standing around while DeMar got the ball dribbling and, and you just stand in the corner. Zach Levine, we paid you too much. We max contract you. You have to score. You have to do more than just spot up shoot. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know the whole debate with him was, should they give him a max deal? And it didn't seem like he was, like, the best player for that. But, yeah, now and now it sounds like, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be a split, but it kind of sounds that way that they're going to try to move off that. But I don't know. Bulls are just, they are what they are. They're just the same thing every year. Last year, obviously, they showed some growth. But then they last year, they couldn't beat good teams. This year, they can't beat the bad teams, right? Bad like, teams. <laughs> Complete opposite. That's weird. crazy. You could beat the good teams, but you lose to the teams that you're supposed to be. The Indianas, you know, the... How many times did Orlando. we lose this? Orlando, come on. <laughs> how many times did we yeah. lose to Orlando this year? I think it's twice. So, I mean, it's... We, we lose to the teams that we should be. Detroit, they're tanking. They're trying to get Victor Wimayama, you know, but we'll mess around and we'll lose to Detroit. So it's it's very weird with them. And then even how they run the things, they paid Billy Donovan under the table. You know, you didn't let nobody know that you signed him to an extension, which I like Billy Donovan. I do. Um, but just why wouldn't you make it public? Why did do you do that in secret? It's, yeah, you know? it's not the Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace. It's not like they're Matt... Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace all over again, giving the secret exactly. extensions or whatever. I saw, <laughs> exactly. I saw that. Uh, I actually saw that Matt Nagy officially became the uh, Chiefs offensive coordinator, and it's so funny because on the Chiefs official Twitter, people are commenting like, "All right, like that's the move." Blah blah blah. And 
obviously people in Chicago know what Matt Nagy did or didn't do. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I feel like it'll be okay because he knows Mahomes. He knows Reed. Mahomes runs that show. It's not like he's... Honestly, I don't know. I, I really wonder what the hell did Matt... Like, did Matt Nagy have to really teach Mahomes anything? Like, I know quarterback coach has some kind of role, but when you mm-hmm. have an established piece like Mahomes, like... What is he really doing? Just like, hey, here's the here's the touchdown you just threw in case you want to do that again. Like, I don't really feel like I mean, unless unless Nagy really wants to just screw up the offense and Mahomes is like, what are you doing? Like, I'm gonna run it this way. I can see where there might be some issues, but otherwise, I don't really feel like it's gonna matter. I think it's as long as you've got Reed and Mahomes, they'll be okay and Kelsey and everybody else on offense, but I don't know. It, it's crazy though that uh Matt Nagy is trending back up again, I guess. You hear me? And I mean, is he even going to call the plays? You know, it's that whole Andy Reid tree over there. Andy Reid is secretly calls plays here. You know, Eric Bieniemy didn't get the credit with this. Andy Reid called it. So is Nagy even going to get off the leash? You know what I'm saying? Is he just going to sit there and be the face? Or is he really going to have an impact on the offense? So, I mean, it's interesting to see. I can tell you that. I'm glad he's not our OC. Yeah, it, it feels like it might be just a glorified title and name only and that he's not really doing anything. He's just going to be there on the sideline looking like he's doing something. But yeah, he only <laughs> called plays for like, what, half a season that first year or yeah. that last season in Kansas City before he went to Chicago. And just thinking about it, with the Bears, uh, are you in the camp of let's try to win as many games as possible or would you still like to see them obviously be competitive, but if they end up with like a top, top pick again next year and with fields, obviously, but like you want to see fields and the offense take a next step, but, and I'm not saying playoffs, but would you rather, rather than be sort of closer to like the Giants or Detroit this past year in terms of winning games that you didn't expect them to win and maybe being in the conversation like Shea has been touting or would you rather be like cap and said, this team has no talent. Just keep, you know, obviously he wants to cap would want them to be a playoff team, but he just doesn't think that's going to be possible. Where do you fall with the bears going forward next season, next season? So I'm, I'm kind of 50, 50. I kind of want to suck again. Only with the hope that we can get Marvin Harrison Jr. And that's really honestly, that would be the only reason why I would want us to be bad. But I really, if we make a lot of moves this offseason, we get a good left tackle. We get some some help on that defense. Oh, my God. We don't have anybody on the defense. You know, not, not one defensive lineman is a bona fide stud, you know. So if you improve the team and you put out a good product, then I'm okay how Shay says seven wins. I, I can I can buy that, you know, I can but I I don't want the middle of the packet. I either want to be pretty good or pretty terrible. You know, just pick pick a lane. That that's it. But you know, it the, the key is basically we need to see what Fields can do. We need this year it can't be all on on his legs cuz all last year it doesn't matter who we play. He was the best person on the on, on the field, you know. By by far, he was he was outperforming the other quarterbacks. He, I mean, what he did with his legs was awesome. But we can't expect that year in year out. That's going to be a short career. It's been proven. So now we need to really see him throw the ball. That's the goal for this year. So if you're going to get him some weapons, 
you're able to get some receivers and some line help, then I'm cool with us taking that step forward. But if you don't do much to improve the team offensively, uh, I'll suck again. Go ahead. Two wins, three wins. Let's get in a lottery pool so we can try to get Marvin Harrison. It was really cool to finally connect and finally chat. It was a, it was a long time coming. All good, man. It's been my pleasure, man. Keep me posted, man. This was fun, though, for real. <laughs> Definitely down to do it again as well. Definitely. Sounds good to me, man. Three, two, one, zero. zero.